Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. going on with you I'm worried <laughs> about you what's happening i'm a fucking mess that's what's happening i don't know i don't know what's going Why? on tell me. i tell your mother well i sleep good some nights last night i slept pretty well i think i got two to three hours of sleep and then i woke up at midnight wide awake for no effing reason couldn't fall back asleep until after three in the morning oh my god then i slept until seven in the morning and i don't know if it's still related to having covid and then having that cold and then still not feeling fantastic is like giving me insomnia or what the fucking problem is well i know you won't listen to a single suggestion that i make but i'm doing it anyway one (laughs) you need to call your doctor and just say hey this is what's been going on I have not been feeling well for X number because I'm a lot better. I was actually out working in the garden today. So you're just giving the doctor a heads up. You're not asking for an appointment. You're just saying, is this normal? And you also need to run by the fact that you're, you don't sleep and it's really concerning to me and you won't try anything like melatonin or the sleeping tapes or I don't know what's going on with you, but you need to like take an active part of checking it out. Don't be grandma. I would be more concerned if it was more consistent, but my sleeping is kind of all over the place. Some nights I sleep really well and I sleep all night long. And then some nights like last night, I had this random thing where I was up for a couple hours. You know how I was telling you that I would, that would happen to me and I'd wake up and I'd be so pissed. I finally would end up reading for a couple yeah. of hours and I I'm knocking on wood right now because I just realized the other night that hasn't happened in a long time mm-hmm. which is really surprising for me it, it's still something it doesn't matter if it's consistent or not you still need to run that by your doctor well you're right because I'm not going to do that so <laughs> oh my god I would you say do- I hate you so much but I <laughs> want to say that i just want to smack you it's like why what is wrong with you that you can't do that you're killing me you know what i do need to call the doctor for is your youngest granddaughter who still isn't well and i feel like this kid maybe has bronchitis at this point and i need to take (gasps) her to the doctor oh my god she had covid she was doing better then we got that fucking cold which then kind of put everybody back she was starting to do a little bit better and then now the last two days well starting last week she started coughing a lot and i felt like it was allergies because of the fucking santa anna's we were having right but now she's really coughing really phlegmy Lots of nose blowing. So I need to take her to the doctor tomorrow and figure out what the fuck is happening with her because I need her to like not be so congested. So has she been going to school like this? Off and on because one day she went to school and then they sent her home because she was coughing so much. And then the next day she felt fine. But like today, I'm not going to be able to send her to school tomorrow because I know that she's going to be... I need to take her to the doctor. But then also because she's coughing so much and so phlegmy... Mm-hmm. I, it keeps saying that we're having poor connection, either me or you. I keep seeing I it pop up on that. the screen. So yeah, like I said, I'm a fucking mess, but so is technology because look what's happening oh, now. I, hate it. I have yeah. all these apps that I can't fucking log into. And then every time I say to reset my password, it never sends me the fucking email link to actually reset the password. <laughs> That's right. So I'm a mess between everything going on, fucking technology. I did actually read this book. I actually finished the next book already. I have just my highlights for today's book. I didn't go back and do any fucking notes, which just leads into me being a mess. So I apologize to anybody listening. 
and this author because I did, for the most part, like this book. So I wanted to do it justice. But at the same time, I'm barely holding it together, people. So, (laughs) well, this is kind of the level we're at. (laughs) Yeah. And here's my disclosure. So I have never had this happen before. I don't know what's going on. I tried again this morning. It still didn't work. I export my notes. It doesn't start with chapter one. It just starts randomly in the middle of the book. The chapters from there on are not in order. It's like I have chapter six, then I have chapter 10, then I have chapter nine, then I jump to 14. I don't know why that's happening, but I also have been having a lot of technology issues. I've had problems with the thing that will not be named because it'll activate but the Echo Dot that I have, they won't connect to my phone. It'll tell me, you know, I'll say, pl- you know, so-and-so play Spotify and it'll repeat it back. Okay, playing Spotify. And then it doesn't play. It's just absolute silence. So I don't know what's going on with that. I've had endless problems with my internet connection with my TV. I'm just over it. I think we need to go back to technology that was around in the 1960s and be done with all this voodoo crap that's happening these days. (laughs) Well, there's no going back now that AI exists. So, well, that's true. So I was out in the yard this morning because I told you, I i don't know if I did tell you, but I scheduled somebody to come cut down those damn palm trees that I have that are a freaking hot mess. They're just making a mess everywhere. And Angel thinks that's food from heaven. She'll just start eating it and then she'll be super gassy all day long. It's really gross. So finally decided I'm going to take those out. The guy came out and looked at them and he told me I need to move like 16 of my iris plants that are around the base of the palm tree so they can get the grinder in there and make sure they don't ruin everything with their equipment. So I went out there today because I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I just got these things in the ground after a year. They're finally taking hold, but they're not doing great. So I start trying to dig some of them up. I can't even get them out of the ground because the ground is so stinking hard. And even though I water, there's they're not getting any water. So I dug up like six of them and put them in buckets. But now I need more dirt. And it was so hot this morning. I was out there at eight o'clock in the morning There wasn't a breeze to be had and it was super hot. And now I look outside and it's super windy. So I'm like, where were you when I was dying? Don't let the wind fool you. It's about 90 degrees outside right now. Oh, is it really? (laughs) Yeah. So it's not a cool I hate it here. I so hate it. Oh my God. Yeah. I uh, went to Walmart today to do my grocery shopping, which I hate that I've become this person, but I cannot fucking afford going to the normal grocery store to buy groceries oh, yeah. for my fucking family yeah. of four. Yeah. So, I'm so sorry. I, yeah. Yeah. I have to be part of the fucking problem and go to Walmart and buy my food there because it's a lot cheaper. I like sweating trying to load the trunk when I left there. Oh. Like, this is fucking baloney. But this is how it goes here. It's warm like this until, you know, Thanksgiving. And then it'll maybe cool down a little bit. Why did you want to live here? I don't understand it. Why? I came here for school a hundred thousand years ago. But you could have left after school. Well, tell that to my husband. How (laughs) I should have just left him behind. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If he doesn't want to see the light, because he lived here most of his life, he wants to stay here, but it's so hot and miserable. I can't stand it. He would move in a heartbeat. I think it's more finding a place to transfer for work. That's an issue for both of us. Right. I know that. That's a bummer. On that very long disclaimer, what a mess Mm -hmm. we are. Should we start? I'm surprised anybody's following us on Instagram because I don't know who would even want to hear us. It's like, Jesus Christ, we're not the happy, joyous, laughing, let me tell you a joke kind of people. It's like, what's happening now and why? I think that's a little more real, though, right? Because it's, a lot of people have issues, especially around the holidays, because family oh, and what happened, you know, kids get sick, life mm-hmm. is expensive. You know, what are we going to do? Come on here and be like, everything's great. And I love my life and I never have any problems. And well, just lie to people. Things. 
That's what a lot of people do, but I could never do that because I just am not that good of an actor. And the other thing is, don't people listen to podcasts to get escape their own misery and woe? I don't know why people listen to podcasts. <laughs> I... <laughs> what a horrible thing to say! And we're doing podcasts. I listen to podcasts all the time. I don't know what's wrong with you that you don't know why people listen to them. I no, I listen to them all the time. I don't know why other people listen, but you know, I listen for a variety of reasons and I'm not listening to comedy podcasts or I'm actually I'm listening to a, a huge variety at this point of podcasts to be honest. It's kind of shocking if I posted like my Spotify library of what I listen to. People would be like, "What is going on with her?" Why? Give me an example. No, just because it's all over the place. I have some that are true crime. I have sure. some that are kind of about reality TV. I have one that I do follow that is a comedian. Some that I just found that were recommended to me that I started listening to. It's just kind of all over. I have some that are scripted. It's all over the place. I think scripted podcasts are my favorite. Oh, you have said that. I thought you were going to say you you have to admit that our podcast is your favorite. But, you know. No. No. <laughs> oh wow wow fine i'll be our number one fan good god yeah i am getting a little concerned myself because i i started listening to music more because music i'm really affected by music and i realized i had been listening to way too much mystery podcasts or murder podcasts. I, I feel like the world is just inundated with murder podcasts or murder reality shows on TV. And they're really, you know, a few of them really hit me. Like that one I was telling you about, what was it called? I told you yesterday to watch it. The Ghost Train. Oh my God. Holy mother of fucking God. Talk about a ride. That I was crying for these people for something that happened in Australia in 1979. I think it was like an eight part series or five part series. I don't remember, but it was unbelievable. The rabbit hole of the cover up that went into this thing that happened. It was crazy. And that was so involved that I did. I liked that a lot. But now I'm watching like Emergency New York City on Netflix, and it's only six episodes, but I am fully invested with every single person they show on the show. I can't take it. My heart's breaking for the woman whose son went to a party. He was 17. He got shot three times. They don't know if his life's ever going to be the same. I mean, it's like one thing after another, you know, how they have these air transports there. And it's like a car wreck I can't look away from. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? I need to find more happy shows, but I don't think they make a lot of happy shows, do they? I think they do. But at the same time, I think your tolerance for them might be low. They because make a lot stupid. of Exactly. That's literally what I was just going to say. They make a oh. lot of shows that are comedies oh that are that horrible they're absolute trash if i'm gonna watch oh, yeah. trash it's gonna be reality tv and i'm gonna enjoy it not this stupid laugh track horrible yeah. comedy I, I can't believe somebody's getting paid to write this script kind of shit yeah i actually made myself start watching the christmas baking wars on okay. tv i always like that because it's i'm very interested in seeing what these people create and then i'm watching another one of those competition shows but they're doing monster makeup that's on mm -hmm. netflix so i started watching that i'm always fascinated at one how these people do what they do how they can compete in these events and come up with these ideas for their creations. It's I like the creative aspect of the world because I guess I'm a creative person. <laughs> you guess you're a creative person. That's putting it mildly. <laughs> well, I don't ever see myself as some because I'm not, you know, I'm not in a museum and my paintings aren't selling for millions of dollars. So I feel like a loser. But that's just who I am. Yesterday, I went over to Emma's house. I started learning how to knit. It's exciting. One more thing in my 
repertoire of things I have to do. I went over because I dropped a stitch. I can figure out how to knit, but I can't figure out how to fix it when I make a mistake. I love her. She's like 80 years old. She's a master knitter. She's amazing with the things she comes up with that she makes. So we went over there yesterday so she could help me. We're sitting outside. It's a beautiful day. I said, look, I dropped a stitch. I don't I don't know how to pick this up. So she starts looking at it and she starts explaining to me what she's doing. And then she just started saying, I don't know how you did this. How, how did you even do this? I don't know how you did this. And I'm like, don't question how I did things. You're going to hurt my feelings and make me feel bad. And then I won't want to do this anymore. I go, I don't know what's going on in my mind while I'm trying to do this. Shit just happens. And then I need to try to figure it out. That happens to me at work. Something will go wrong. and I ask somebody at work and then I ask somebody in the support section and then all of them will be like we've never seen this before and I'm like that's not fucking helpful because I right. need to figure out how to fix this right I told her husband Tom I, I was leaving and he goes you're leaving already I said well I'm exhausted I just need to go lay down after all of her criticisms and comments about <laughs> not knowing how the hell it's been like don't say that to him. He's going to take you seriously. I, I go, I am serious. I have a headache now. I'm exhausted. I need to go home. <laughs> yeah. So I still don't know how to fix mistakes. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I can fix mistakes when I'm crocheting. No problem. I see it. I just see nothing when I'm knitting. So I don't know if I'll quit knitting before I figure it out. If I just try to figure it out, just takes forever for me to figure it out. I'm just going to quit because I, that's what I am at this point in my life. I'm a quitter. I think you should start YouTubing knitting and fixing errors because I do a lot of YouTube watching when I'm trying to figure out how to do embroidery stitches. So I'm sure there's a million videos out there you could find. I agree with you. So I was going to look on YouTube on my television so it would be big enough to watch while I'm doing it. It's saying I have to sign in all over again. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just the gods are against me. I'm just not doing it. I'll figure it out. All right. Well, good luck. Thank you. Are we going to talk about this book? Yes, we probably should. Okay. <laughs> We've been talking a lot. I do want to say, though, that last week I had said that I thought this was a reverse harem. You were further ahead in the book. I hadn't even started it. And you're like, I don't think it is. Okay, so I looked up on Amazon the blurb. Because you the have book. to prove me wrong. Okay, go ahead. No, because I had looked it up on Amazon when I bought it yeah. or when I got it. I thought it said on there. So sure enough, on Amazon, it says it's a completed series and it says not your typical reverse harem. Well, I was going to say when I was halfway through the book and we had that conversation, I didn't think it was a reverse harem. But when I finished the book, I'm like, oh, it is going to be a reverse harem. Okay, so I think that this is not your typical reverse harem in the fact that it takes her forever to get a fucking harem because book one is basically just her and one guy. <laughs> was it last week's book where... Yes. Uh, we were like, you know, if we're going to have all these guys, all these options, like we want to see it. <laughs> yes, but at least I didn't, I wasn't looking forward to a reverse harem. I wasn't expecting a reverse harem, I guess, when I started this book, because I didn't think it was. And I really liked her interaction with the male character in the book. Then when the second guy came into the picture, I'm like, oh, I like him too. I was fine because at least they had sex in this book. First of all, let's say, I think this book was one of those get this book free books, was it not? I think it's free on Amazon. Okay. I think it's still free on Amazon. Yeah, so it's called Griffin's Pride, and then it says Giza's Menagerie Book One by Kay Draper. And it's the first time I've read a book by Kay Draper. Mm -hmm. Have you read anything of hers before? No. On Amazon, it does have an author's note where she says, I was tired of reading the same old thing over and over again in reverse harem, sick of all alpha male and fainting female all the time, and desperate to be able to tell the male characters apart. I tried to infuse some variety into my story. I absolutely get what she's saying here because a yes. lot of times you don't get distinct characters when you have a reverse yeah. harem. They mm -hmm. all blend together. I'm totally with her on that. That's part of the reason why you get burnout on this type of book. Well, that's why I have gotten burnout on a lot of these 
not reverse harem books, but just these type of books in general. This is why I need a backstory in when I read a book. Because if an author doesn't come up with a good backstory or good characters, and it's just two people having sex, I don't I don't want to read it. I want something that's a little more interesting to me. Yeah, it has to have an interesting story, but then mm-hmm. it also has to be, I guess, high steam or fast paced, fast burn, not slow burn. Burn in this book was fine for me. I don't like slow burn books, but this book was okay in that area for me. You want to start talking about it? I'm going to be, I don't know how we're going to do this because neither one of us has <laughs> has any good good notes i'm just gonna give an even more pared down version of the story because that's all i can do and point out stuff that i like because there were a lot of things in this book that i did like gesa or giza she is the female main character of the book she is a bounty hunter so the book opens with her trying to track somebody down she finds somebody she's trying to get him to confess or she's questioning him when she asks him a question he basically is like i have no idea what you're talking about and it turns out because she's a griffin she can sense when someone is lying So the Mm -hmm. chapter ends with her thinking, I had the wrong guy. My romantic life would have been so much easier if I had the same instinct that she has. If I could only sense when someone was lying, I would have been much happier. I mean, it is a a cool ability to have. Yeah, it is. Just like a superpower for me. So she ends up leaving where she was she goes to a club to kind of do some more recon but also like drink away her sorrows while she's there she meets the bartender he says can i get you something sweetheart and she thinks to herself sweetheart at six foot three and solid (laughs) dressed in well-worn leather and packing enough weapons to supply a small army i was hardly anyone's sweetheart I think we forgot to mention, we find out in the first chapter that the reason she is on this job is because humans are disappearing. So there's all these shifters and what have you magic in the world with humans. And someone hired her to find out what is happening that these humans are disappearing. That's exactly what's basically the basis of this story. She's investigating the missing persons or people. I think there's like three or five of them at this point that keep going missing and it's hard to keep track because it seems like a lot of the people that go missing are homeless but one of the homeless people that went missing actually i guess used to go to church pretty often yes right so that person from the church is the one that reported it and hired her and that's how she's getting paid something that would never probably happen in real life but that i love that it's like Thank mm-hmm. God the church finally steps up. I immediately liked the description of this guy. He did call her sweetheart and he says, you know, do you want a drink? Do you want sand in your shorts or a pink martini? She just glares at him and she thinks to herself, Faye, graceful, stunningly beautiful and s- snide assholes smug with their magic and self-proclaimed superiority you didn't see many of his kind in a mostly human town like new paradise yeah i also liked that she was so tall that she's Mm -hmm. like a big strong like strapping woman amazonian if you will yeah and Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say he's like small or He's smaller than she is. He's strong, but in a very like trim. I kind of pictured him like a swimmer or a runner, how they're like very physically fit, but they have that trim kind of build to them. Yeah. So there's a a quote in the book where it says the redheaded Fay was slender. No surprise there with a willowy frame that looked weak, but could probably pack an energetic wallop. He had a trim, narrow waist and a gorgeous little ass. Mm, so yeah. he right away, he's you realize he's smaller than her. Yes, but he's instantly takes a liking to her. Yeah, he's like, what's a big bad beast like you doing in a place like this? And I love that he was calling her beast or beastie. <laughs> yeah, so cute. I did too. And she's surprised he's there because she's thinking Faye are usually pack animals. She was surprised that he was there by himself. 
or in the world working with humans, I guess, and wasn't just hanging out with other fays. But she's also in the world by herself because she thinks in Chapter 3 that walking out on my clan was the bravest thing I've ever done in my life. Well, that's but why it, I like them, because they both... Did he get kicked out? He got kicked out of his clan, and she walked away from her clan. So they're both kind of in the same situation, even though they're different types of shifters. So we find out... Oh, it says over a dozen humans disappeared. In her backstory, she was the bodyguard for the mayor back home, and she thinks that her upbringing really was one track, as she calls it, only left her with qualifications for hunting down bad guys with her uh, superhuman strength and <laughs> she herself self-proclaimed bad attitude. And so now being in the human world, being a bounty hunter is really all she's qualified for. Yeah, so she stops in at this bar and starts talking to him because she's trying to get a lead on what is happening with these humans that have gone missing. And she tells him that she feels like it's some kind of water type, but she doesn't know what exactly it is and that has he noticed any of his patrons missing? I think it's her sense of smell is what's leading her at the beginning to think that it has something to do with water, if I'm yeah, remembering she, correctly. Yes, she thinks that she smelt uh, pond water when she went to the first site. And he says, no, no water types. We also find out that uh, she could go back to her clan, but she thinks that she would have to serve out punishment for defending myself. She would get a nice mid-level enforcer job and she would get a griffin husband to fill her belly with cubs and mm. she would have to make what her society would consider an acceptable female and stay within her perfectly defined roles. So her griffin clan is very antiquated in their beliefs. It's yeah. like you're given mm -hmm. this job from birth, basically. You don't have any free will. Everything's predetermined for you. Yeah, and she doesn't want that. She doesn't want to be the typical subservient woman to her griffin husband and just have babies. And her family's not down with that. That's what her family wants her to be. I loved some of her thoughts because <laughs> at one point she thinks, sometimes I wondered if it wasn't a good thing our population was dwindling. The world yeah. didn't need this kind of idiocy. Is this where she has the conversation with her mother on the phone? The way she refers to her mother in this book, you know, her mom's all, why aren't you answering my text? When are you coming home? And she's like, I'm... I've been really busy. I'm not coming home. Not now, not ever, you heartless bitch, she thinks to herself. Her inner thoughts about her mother are like, holy moly. I don't understand why she even talked to her mother. If this was me and this, we find out later in the book what happened to her to oh make her God. leave the clan. Yeah. I would have walked away and not fucking talked to any of them ever again. And the fact yeah. that she even answered the phone is crazy to me. Yeah, I was kind of surprised... But, you know, that it is part of the, the story, you know, that they found this guy that's a perfect match. And her, the mother says, he's forgiven you for the little incident with the mayor's son. And I'm sure he'd be willing to allow you to keep working as an enforcer until cubs come along. And when you find out what the quote unquote little incident was, you just want to throw up. This book actually was really similar to the last book in the fact that it was another reverse harem and that there are a lot of references to rape happening. I don't know, you know how that... this happens to us sometimes, but yes. it's like Scotland books all over again. Yeah. yeah. You know, I thought the same thing when I was reading this book. I'm like, didn't we just read a book about a girl, a woman being raped? I did like her interactions with the Fae. He says, I'm sure you make a stunning beast. And she thinks, was he insulting me or flirting? I really couldn't tell. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's asking him for information. And he says, you wanted information. My name is Oisin. I'm Faye. My drink of choice is mead. <laughs> I enjoy long walks in the forest. And I don't have size hangups. <laughs> I love them together. And, you know, it's then it says, I rolled my eyes. Faye, gods, they were a pain in the ass. Every last one of them. I liked him right away. How do you say his name? Oisin? Oisin? I'm not sure. O-I-S-I-N. Oisin? Oh, I got the sin part. Oh, I would think it's a long O, but what do I know? Let's see. Chapter 
six is actually from his point of view. So chapter six, I think, is the only chapter we get in his point of view. And oh, I didn't even notice that. I noticed it because it was his point of view, but also her POVs are first person, and then his was third person. So it's kind of off-putting. Not for me. I'm glad I'm ignorant of those things. <laughs> when he looked at her, he was reminded of the Amazonian women he had met once upon a time. So he's got to be super old. Or one of the fabled Valkyries warriors for all her imposing mm-hmm. height size she moved with predatory surety of her lion side all sleek muscle and power and he also thinks her body didn't promise softness or beg for protection the way some females did instead it called to a part of him that wanted to feel the strength of her wrapped around him and glory in the challenge of possessing her of pleasing and equal Hmm. i thought they were kind of hot together Well, I thought they were very hot together. Does she not tell him in chapter six? Is that when she tells him what happened with the mayor's son or is that later? That's later. Okay, go ahead then. But in chapter six, he's not with her and he does feel this thing happening (laughs) where something was amiss. If it wasn't related to his own safety, Faye could sense the emotions and state of their clan members due to the bond between them. But he had severed that bond. The only person in this city he gave a damn about was a cheeky, muscle-bound griffin. But surely he wasn't that attached so soon. I loved that. And he does end up going over to her house. When he gets there, he finds her mother is there. Her mother showed up with Gerard, which is the guy her mother wants her to marry i love how she introduces oh my god yeah people she Mm -hmm. says thing that birthed me gerard this is oisin oisin this is my genetic donor and the dog crap she tracked in on her shoe would you like a drink (laughs) (laughs) yeah i cannot believe how she talks to that and her mother stays there but you know her mother is very, I guess the whole society the, or the clan they're in, they're all into appearances and prestige within the community. And so her mother wants her to marry this guy to give them a leg up, I guess, in society. Giza doesn't care about that at all. There's a part in this chapter where he, I don't know if they're in the kitchen or they're starting to walk into the kitchen. And he says to her, who hurt you, my griffin? And I was like, oh, he's so sweet. They were, they were really cute together. I don't have any notes actually between chapter eight and chapter 13. I don't know. I was too into it and I was just reading too quickly or what, but I have nothing highlighted. (laughs) for like five chapters that happens to me in chapter nine they i think they end up having sex for the first time he buried himself into the hilt inside of me in one graceful fluid motion i think what ends up happening is the mom and that shitty supposed fiance leave while he's there he starts kind of getting frisky with her Mm -hmm. and they go to have sex and she clams up and then she tells him what happened to her and why she's kind of freaking out she's having ptsd trying Mm -hmm. to have sex with him because when she was in the griffin clan the mayor's son assaulted her griffins can sense a lie but nobody believed her yeah so she She left because they all took the mayor's son's side. Even her family and her mother. He not only raped her, he drugged her and had his friends hold her down because he kept trying to sleep with her. And she's like, no, she wasn't interested. So he just decided to drug her. And that's exactly what happened in the last book, right? She gets drugged. Yes. So she feels shame because she is so strong, but then... This guy could do this to her, but it turns out, yeah, he drugged her and then had, it was him and two other people or him and three other people. There was a lot of fucking people that had to hold her down for this to happen. Well, there had to be because I was thinking she's a griffin shifter, but I guess she couldn't shift because she was, you know, drugged. And they 
because she's so strong anyway, even in when she's not in that form, they needed a lot of people to hold her down. It was horrible, horrifying. Yes. Yeah, so they do have sex. It was good. I liked them together. I liked everything about them together. Their banter, mm-hmm. how he's tender to her. How- yeah, he's like the soft one in the relationship. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He is. He helps her realize it wasn't her fault. It does not make her weak. He's gonna willing to take it as slow or fast as she needs. So, of course, they end up just going for it. And it's also at this point, I think that they meet the other guy that, what's his name? Conrad? Con- Conquer. They meet him. He's going to give them information. And she describes him as being young and he looks like he's homeless. They take him to get something to eat because he looks hungry. And while they're there, he gives his information to Osen so that if he sees anything else, because he saw somebody getting kidnapped, right? Another human homeless person. Yes. Yeah, so he gives him his phone. He says, call me if you see anything. Gives him his phone number. She's like looking at him like he's really good looking. But then she thinks, he's just a stop looking at him like that. He's just a kid, right? Or yeah, is he? She, she thinks that he's a super young, homeless mm-hmm. kid. They all three of them hit it off right away. So you can pretty much tell immediately that he's going to be one of her people. I didn't really see the twist for his character coming until the very end when it happened. I totally didn't either. That's funny because I was like, oh, this is a pleasant surprise because I liked him. And he was kind of, he's very nice to her. He's kind of flirty with her. And with the Fae. I feel like the Fae is kind of equal opportunity <laughs> well, right. Yes. I think the Fae is, you know, if it feels right, do it. Doesn't matter. So they try to follow some leads. They do some back and forth, trying to, you know, hunt stuff down. Now Oisin's kind of working with her and trying to help her figure it out. She mm-hmm. thinks that it has something to do with this guy called Mr. White. Derek White. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a bigwig in town. Do you think he's going to be one of her harem men eventually or no? <gasps> oh my God. I didn't even think of that until you said that. Isn't he like a mobster? Yeah, he's like a mob boss, but is he? And she well, tracks but- down some stuff and he's mysteriously there. This is what she says about him. Derek fucking town hero, but I know something's up with him white. That's how she thinks of him. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he is going to become part of it. Oh, that's great. She knows he's not human, but she can't tell what he is. She thinks that he screams shady business, but he says that all of his businesses are above board. He always refers to her as Miss Lionheart, which I love. It's adorable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's always dressed to the nine, so he's very slick looking. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he is going to be part of it. Yeah, I don't know if he is or not, but I really got that sense with him. Or maybe I'm just, you know, hoping everybody at this point will be there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I have... I'm sure I'm missing the order of some things because I, like I said, I had a bunch of chapters I didn't... I didn't have anything highlighted in. But around chapter 13 is where they find all the missing humans. Yeah. Is that what you have for basically what's next? Well, unfortunately, my chapters are out of order, so I don't even know where I am. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> which, is, which is nothing new. Yeah, they think he that this Derek guy is part of the crime syndicate, and that she's looking for something called a kappa, which is a type of shifter, a water creature that has a weird smell, smells really bad, because she thinks this kappa... I guess Derek owns a bunch of casinos. She thinks the Kappa is kidnapping and selling humans to pay a debt to Derek to pay off, right? A casino debt. Yes. And, but he gives her the name of a Kappa, doesn't he? He does tell her there's a Kappa that owes me money and this is their name, I guess. He tells his bodyguard, give her the info. Okay, so maybe that's how she finds all of the missing humans. And when she does find the missing humans, the cap is there. But so is Concord. He ended up getting kidnapped 
at yes. some point in time. Yeah. So he's calling them to say, hey, I got some info for you. This is what's happening, blah, blah, blah. And in the middle of the phone call, the message he's leaving, you can tell he got kidnapped. And that both of them, Osin and Geza, are livid right away and need to find him. I've really liked that she finally shifted in chapter 13. So this is a novella. So it's a little over 100 pages long. So it was about mm-hmm. 80% into the book that she finally shifted. That was cool. Because I was really concerned that she was never going to shift in the whole book. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't, even, I didn't even think of it. Yeah, I like the fact that Osin and her have joined forces... And they're both badasses in their own right. Yes, when they are freeing the humans, they're fighting with the bad guys, and she ends up getting injured. I just love this about Faye in general. They're very, like, territorial. Yeah, And he's telling the bad guy, he says, you've damaged my griffin, you nasty little slime ball. Where I come from, damaging a concubine is tantamount to a declaration of war. That was so funny. And she just kind of rolls her eyes and thinks, concubine? What? <laughs> oh, they're so funny together. Isn't that the first time that Concord sees her shift? Well, this is the first time she shifts at all. So, yes. Yeah. So he's not afraid of her. He's not afraid of Osin. So that's another reason they're all good together. Well, he's a human, but he has, I think, what they call the sight. And he, oh, yeah, that's how Mm -hmm. he could see that people had gotten kidnapped because he could see what it was kidnapping them and he can see through glamours, basically. Yeah, he says, I've seen things I can't explain for years out of my peripheral vision. And they tell him, well, you're you have the sight and that's not everybody can see them, but there are a certain number because they all wear glamours, I guess, so that the humans don't get scared because, you know, how wimpy us humans are. She does find out that he's not homeless. And Oisin says, the lovely conquered here is just a bleeding heart humanitarian. I think it's the very last chapter of the book. We actually find out what he does for a living. Yes. And we find out more about all of them. Yeah. And there's, you know, we don't have to talk about the actual ending of the book, but we do find out the backstory on Oisin and Geza and now conquered has joined their group of people that hang out. I just want to point out that (laughs) I think it's when Oisin is really kind of telling her how he really feels about her or vice versa. One of them says, you are the first person I can actually stand being around for more than a few minutes without wanting to commit murder-suicide. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's saying a lot because I really haven't found very many people that I can stand being around for a prolonged period of time. That's quite a declaration of love. It is. <laughs> so in the next book, it's her and Oisin and now Concord. And I kind of read the blurb for the next couple of books. There's actually nine books in this series. Oh, wow. And yeah, I I downloaded the next book, but I haven't read it. Okay. I haven't read it yet, I should say. Yeah, she does eventually get more people in her okay. harem. Well, that's what we want. So, what'd you think? I was shocked at how much I liked this book. I was really surprised after our last book and how I was really kind of disappointed that there was no sex going on and all of this. I really like this author. I'm probably going to read more books in the series if not all books in the series because i'm always looking for a good series i liked their banter i liked their sexy dynamic i liked how he's able to be there for her and she's able to be there for him because he tells her his father is going to be hunting him down i'm sure that's going to come up in one of the books right and i like the concord guy too So I enjoyed this book, surprisingly, a lot. And so I would probably give it four wet panties. Okay. Yeah, I would probably say four damp panties. Only because they do have a lot of... I don't know. I hesitate to say that they have a lot of sex scenes. They do have one that's a full scene. And then everything else after that, I feel like, was just referenced. That they did something, but you don't actually see all the action on the page. Which is fine. I mean, it's a novella, so you don't need to see everything constantly. Yeah, and I'm kind of sick of reading the same 
freaking moves and it's always the same and it's i guess i got more into the story line in this book and didn't really realize how there was only one really big described sex scene yeah i i did enjoy it too i liked her i liked they that she had kind of a role reversal between her and oisin mm-hmm. i liked the kid that was homeless that ended up not being a homeless kid (laughs) that was cool (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes it was yeah so i wouldn't mind reading more in this series either yeah me either i'm sure that i will like i said i've already downloaded one of them okay i'm always excited when i find a new author and like what's happening and they have more than one book out Mm -hmm. because i'm like great I can mix it up a little bit. Awesome. Are you reading anything else? Uh, yes, I am. I finished the... I am absolutely in love with the Katie Wilde Deadland series. I recommend her books in that series to anybody. It's got a really good story. It's got a good message. I just finished book number five in the series called Midsummer Bride. And all of her characters in the series are different. They're all in the Badlands or the Deadlands, but they're all personality is different. The people they interact with are different. So it's really refreshing. So I finished that. I finished the Midsummer Bride number five, and I started reading the Magical Midlife Battle by K.F. Breen, which is book eight in her magical series. Okay, and how are you liking that one so far? So far, so good. I mean, I like the characters that she has in this book. I don't know if this is maybe the last book in the series. It's the last one she has out, but everything's been leading up to this big shifter madge confrontation that's supposed to happen. It's been going through all the common thread of all the books. So I think they're finally to that part. So I don't know if this is the last book. What are you reading? Well, I was kind of struggling. I was trying to read Into the Dark by Reese Barden. I was really struggling to get through it. I ended up stopping reading that. Isn't she the one you really like? Yes, she is. And I hate that when that happens. Yeah, I think because I'm such a mood reader and things have Mm. been kind of funky for me lately, just in general, reading hasn't really been interesting to me. Oh, do you hear that? Yeah, what's that? (laughs) What was that? That's my husband apparently starting some project, even though I told him I was going to be recording with you. Oh, my God. Good thing we're almost done. So anyways, I stopped reading that so I could read this book, which I actually really like this. I read it pretty quickly. Then I read our next book, which is Snowed In with a Dragon, a cozy holiday monster romance by Sarah Ivy Hill. So I read that also. Oh, I'm almost done with that. I'm actually really, really enjoying this book that I just started reading. It's called A Court This Cruel and Lovely by Stasia Stark. It's uh, book one in a series. It's a fantasy series. Book one is pretty long. It's like almost 600 pages long. I'm actually really enjoying it. So hopefully, hopefully I like the whole series. We'll see. Is it a young adult book? I wouldn't mm, like it. No, I don't think it's a young adult book, but I haven't finished book one, so I don't know how vivid anything is. It's like Enemies to Lover in that Throne of Glass with Rowan was Enemies to Lovers, where he's a big asshole (laughs) for a while. I I fucking fell so hard for him. It's funny because we all fell for him, but he's not nice to her when the book starts at all. No, I hated him when the book. Yeah, but by the end of the book, he had totally redeemed himself. So I think I'm going to feel that way about this main male character in this series today. Well, of course, because even though I tell myself, don't buy books that the series isn't finished. Yes. You haven't Mm -hmm. read all the books in the series, so why would you want a physical copy? But of course, Fourth Wing Book 2 just came out, which I haven't read yet. I haven't purchased. But because Book 2 came out, Book 1 was released as a special edition. And they didn't have it at any of the stores I've seen lately. But of course, I was at Walmart today, and they actually had some left. Um, So I did today buy that book, even though I tell myself, don't buy like. This is what's happening to me right now. And I love Raven Kennedy. I've read her for a really long time, even before she got popular with the Plated Prisoner series. 
But I'm so fucking annoyed that she keeps writing books in the series and she's not finishing the series yet. Like the next book that's supposed to come out, I think next month or later this month was supposed to be the last book. But Um, now she just announced that there's going to be another book after this one. I'm like, come on. I don't need five or six books in the series. I tend to get series burnout. And I know Fourth Wing is going to do the same thing to me. But I, Mm. of course... I had to have that special edition. <laughs> yeah, see, and I think I'm just the opposite. It's like, I don't get the burnout. I don't want the series to... If I am into a really good series, I could just cry when it ends. I don't want it to end. It's just frustrating because you fall in love with the characters and the book, but then it takes so long for the next book to come out. You can't binge it all. Oh, and yeah, so- I want to be able to binge, definitely. Well, yeah, like this Raven Kennedy one came out a while ago. This fourth wing one, who knows? It's going to be a five book series as well. Who knows when that's going to be fucking completed. Yeah, I have to get that book too. I don't know when I'm going to have time to do all this. I'm manically doing things. I think I'm manic. Painting to reading to crocheting to knitting to embroidery to sewing. I'm like a ping pong ball. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't you think that's part of your ADD? Oh, yeah. That explains it. (laughs) Well, I mean. mean. (laughs) Yeah, I can't focus on anything for too long. I think that's the thing that annoys me. I need to finish things. Yeah, but it's hard because if you you start something and then you're kind of sick of doing that one type of craft, then you move on and you do something else. Yeah, that's basically what's happening. So anyway, Finley Fenn, I love her so much and all of her, her books. I love her books. And she had a posting the other day. I don't like all the fan art. A lot of it I don't like, but she had a posting the other day of a fan art picture or painting that somebody had just given her or shown to her or whatever the hell they did. It was Grimar, you know, the first one in the series. I think, and I said, oh, I absolutely love it. I for sure would do him. And so she said, she made some comment or, you know, loved my, I don't even think about her reading the posts that people do, but I guess she does because she's commented on a few of my posts, but it's like, yeah, it's like, I look at somebody, I'm like, oh yeah, I would do him. That's what the fan art's for, I guess. All right. Well, I hope you feel better. Please let me know what the doctor says about Mally. Okay, well, I'm going to call them tomorrow morning. All right, yeah, because I I don't want them missing a lot of school, so. All right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay, babe. All right, feel better. All All right, bye. bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.